of the work, and you are listening to the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant. It's the Trek Geeks Podcast with Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. You will listen. Resistance is futile. You must comply. Everybody, welcome to the first uh, Trek Geeks live stream. It's it's great to have you here. I'm Bill Smith. You'll notice that I am without Dan Davidson. Uh, Dan is off doing family type things tonight, as uh, as I'm sure many people are doing. Some people may be watching Picard. Some people may be you know trying to traverse the Canadian internet. More about that later. But we thought it'd be good to get together and just have a distraction because there's so much going on these days so much weird stuff so much unprecedented things that people haven't seen for for several generations and we thought it'd be good to talk about how we take our mind off these things whether it's track whether it's not um this ultimately is a show about nothing and we're just going to state that right up front i i know i need distractions i'm sure many of you do too um i know that um uh, it's been not more difficult, but it's at times harder to stay focused because it's really easy to get caught up in the minutia of what's going on. So uh, I'm here. I'm going to be joined in just a moment by uh, another fantastic member of the uh, Trek Geeks Network cavalcade, if you will. Uh, I know I love using that word. I, I, I'm willing to bet that this person has never been described as being part of a cavalcade, but we may as well bring her on now. She is the producer and co-host of Rewind a Star Trek podcast here on the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. She is the talented and amazing Sarah. And Sarah, it's really good to have you here. Hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you up there in, in Canada? It, oh, it's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. I'm working from home. I, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm yeah? staying positive. Yes. Well, I think that's really the key throughout all this is <laughs> I'm, I'm endeavoring to stay positive. Um, that's not my normal setting. (laughs) (laughs) Stepping outside the box. Yeah. It's, it's a reach for me. Um, admittedly, but it's, uh, I think we're all kind of finding ourselves in really kind of weird and bizarre ground. If that makes sense. Yes. Uh, this is the perfect scenario of an example when I need to remind myself, I'm a very, very lucky person. I work for the government. I am able to keep working, work from home. I don't have to stress about if a paycheck's going to be coming in. Um, you know, I'm very lucky that way. So it's just a good reminder of just don't be that person who's bitching and moaning all the time because some people have a really hard time right now. And uh, I feel for you. So. Oh, and that's definitely it. I mean, my wife and yeah. I are both fortunate enough to be able to work from home uh, mm-hmm. remotely. It's it, it's not necessarily easy for either of us, but mm-hmm. it's it's the circumstance that's been thrust upon us. But I know many people out there who all of a sudden have had their hours cut to nothing or have been laid off by mm-hmm. uh, their employers because you know that there's there's no customers, there's no work. So mm-hmm. I genuinely feel for them uh, here in New Hampshire. I'm not sure how it's going where you are up in in Canada, but. Um, the, the governor has ordered all uh, bars and restaurants to close to dining rooms and you can do takeout only. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yep. it's it's presented some unique challenges for a lot of people. My wife and I are going to try to do some takeout this weekend to help support some of those local businesses mm-hmm. and uh, and spread some love. So. Yeah, it's the same here. Um, We've declared a state of emergency for our province and um, bars and all that are closed. Nothing more than 50 people. So um, vital services such as grocery stores and stuff will stay open, um, but try to maintain that 50 people limit. Um, It's going to be hard for our tourism industry. We were about to start cruise ship season and that's a huge influx of people that come to the island uh, and support all the bars and businesses. So cruise ship season's closed until July 1st as of right now, which is going to be brutal. So 
I can only imagine here in New yeah. Hampshire, you know, we've uh, maple sugar season is huge um, because it's the time where, where that happens. It's a huge boom for New Hampshire tourism. And, and that's really kind of gone by the wayside. Uh, people yeah. popping in. We've had Debbie say hi. We've had Jackie say hi. Dan Garcia took his first moment to, uh, to give us some crap about the maple leaf background. Um, Mr. Garcia, this is what happens when you have the default background on the streaming platform <laughs> it's only fitting since we have a canadian here on the broadcast with us and truth be told we're about to have a second one because ladies and gentlemen welcome to the program the host of trek geeks picard live the lovely and talented and hopefully pants wearing barry deford barry good to see you my brother hello yeah i have better internet now yay it, you look fantastic i might add well thank you i had a bath <laughs> well, there is a first time for everything. Yay for you. Yay for me. Yay for me and my ability to bathe. Also, uh, mad props again to Sarah for putting up with all of the stupid Canadian internet. Um, yes. She is a pro and knows her trek, and it's loads of fun to uh, get to have someone competent to be able to take the reins when <laughs> my internet won't be competent. So I heard you guys talking about maple season, and uh, I take umbrage with that. So, yeah. Oh, Daniel Garcia, you're better, Barry. My face needs to avoid the camera. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry that your face had to see the camera a few times. My goodness. And, and Debbie's, Debbie doesn't care about the pants so much as she cares about your internet. Uh, so say we all, Debbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me, with, me with pants is better than me without pants. That's and, uh, pretty much across the board. And Chris Condon, uh, pointing out something really great. It took a pandemic to make us all socially distant people mainstream. Yay, nerds. Right. <laughs> yeah. We were made for this. We were I totally made for this. Yeah. We, we really were. So, uh, so Barry, uh, Sarah and I were just downloading on how things are going for us in the wake of all this stuff. How are you doing up there in Alberta? Um, uh, how, how's things? I know you're an educator by trade. Uh, has that made life pretty tough for you in the remote sense now that you're at home? Um, well, I, I do have to say, like, uh, obviously, I'm, I'm going to keep a little mum on specifics of my district and everything like that. Certainly, but, certainly. Um, um, those of you who, those who would know, or, you know, just, just so you guys know, I'm, I'm really impressed with uh, the reaction of pretty much everyone up from, from students to parents, to support staff, to the people who are involved just in making, making things go every single day. Um, we've, I mean, this is unprecedented. We've never seen anything like it. And every province is doing something a little bit differently. And um, all I can say is that I trust the team that I'm with. And I trust the people who are around me. I trust the community that I'm a part of. And I believe that we'll be able to, by by showing that kind of togetherness, get through it. It's actually great. Um, a number of my students who do sort of their own kind of work about thing, they, they kind of leadership and whatnot. A lot of my students were were very interested in trying to get everyone helped and supported and everything like that. So, I mean, we're making the best of a really, really troublesome situation, and I'm proud of the people who I get to work with every day. So that's long that's and short of it. Th yeah. That's absolutely fantastic. As we transition to things that are not serious in nature, I'd like <laughs> to thank our our dear, dear friend Marina Kravchuk for for her grounding us in this in, in this vein. It's uh, not wearing pants while on camera is a time honored tradition, as Vo the Voyager cast can attest to. Uh, the Trek Geeks Podcast Network can attest to that pretty damn yeah. well. Yeah, also, um, uh, Debbie Moltisanti says, uh, I'm an elementary principal in the seventh largest school district in the U.S. We've been spending our spring break trying to launch a massive e-learning plan. I can imagine that yeah. um, th that's probably true all over the place. And uh, and Michael, uh, Sarah must be so sad now that the Vic pubs have closed. Right. Martin Banker will be sad. It's horrible. Haley, that's when we were like, now it's an emergency. Like our pub <laughs> is closed. So as soon as they're open and it's safe to go, we're going to plant our, our butts on that bar stool and have a visit and give them all of our business. We'll even go outside a happy hour. We'll I, full oh, price. <laughs> oh, that's that's really good of you. Here in New Hampshire, the, the governor, uh, Chris Sununu, has authorized bars and restaurants to sell unopened beer and wine for takeout which is oh, something nice. that i has never really happened in this state before people are all beside themselves mm. <laughs> we've always had it for wine if you buy a bottle at a restaurant they'll cork it for you to, yep. to take yep. the leftovers but that's about it yeah i in uh, i don't really know I, I don't actually go to the bar or the pub very much i i pretty much teach and podcast those are the being being something of a misanthrope this is not necessarily i don't know like in terms of like day-to-day -day stuff um talking with people on you know in this platform is a lot more com uh more, more common for me hello hello laura <laughs> nair it's nice to see you hello Leora. 
we um yeah but anyway it it's good that uh, that they're doing kind of like the sort of extra bits to try to make make society function but to some degree i wonder if the smoke's out of the bottle and now we are going to be approaching some some new normals concerning um you know uh health and concerning you know corkage fees for for restaurants and the way we you know what we prioritize in our society i think it's i think it's going to be an interesting after this is all done uh seeing kind of how things change would be mm -hmm. will be will be something to watch yeah, so, I, I oh sorry. No, go ahead, sir. Oh, I was just gonna say I've been really impressed with seeing some of the the good stories that are coming out of it. A couple of the grocery store chains in town are doing. Um, we're only open for the first two hours for senior citizens and people that are um, susceptible and at risk, so they can come shop without having to worry about crowds and um, uh, people getting part-time jobs. With theirs are gone, helping with cleaning like the transit system and stuff. So that's nice to see that kind of um, teamwork. Yeah, I think uh, I think another piece just to kind of build in that TNG, of course, and and what what Picard says in First Contact about money no longer like making people uh, motivate and stuff. I think this is us working beyond the profit motive in a very Trek like sense. And I mean, obviously, people fly around in spaceships and in the show we love. Um, Un, you know, until just recently, or you know, in certain contexts, for the majority of the franchise, it's been no money, no problems. We just travel around and try to better ourselves in humanity. I think that's something we can take directly from Star Trek. Well, speaking of trying to better ourselves, uh, this this triumvirate of hosts is about to add a fourth. Oh no! And, I, can only I know. I know. I, I feel the same way. Sarah's excited. She's really the only one. I don't know who it is. Uh, well, it is the lovely and talented Daniel Davidson, Dan. Good to see you, brother. Wow. What a welcome. <laughs> Hi, everybody who's not on the bar broadcast. Hopefully they're happy. Jesus. Uh, hi. hi. Sarah. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Actually, it's great to see you, Dan. No, it's good to see everybody. Everybody we've already got a, in there. We've already got a coconut in the window. So let's <laughs> look at that. Two coconuts. <laughs> in case yeah. you should ask There's a lovely bunch of coconuts. Yeah. Uh, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts, and it's the three of you. Dude, uh, we do. Dan, how are you doing? We were just sort of downloading on how things are treating us in this really kind of weird sense. Um, how are you doing? I know you're only seven minutes down the road for me, but yeah. how are you guys holding up? Uh, we're holding up really good. You know, uh, soon I like to do everything together. So the fact that we're working at home all day together is great. I've been told that I am a loud coworker, which is kind of <laughs> weird because I usually don't talk much at work at all. But at home, evidently, I just kind of like blurt out stuff as I'm in my day and she kind of like giggles about it. Uh, so, yeah. And the dogs love it. So I guess yeah. it's, I guess it's pretty cool. Um, it is very strange though. We did go for a drive the other night and there's like no traffic anywhere. It's just yeah. like, it's a it's just an abandoned world right now. It's very strange. Well, it's to, to sort of rally us to a Star Trek talking point, And this is kind of what I figured would happen natively. We actually have a, a question, which I'm going to pose to all of you. You've all attended Star Trek Las Vegas in the past. And, and Michael has sort of asked us our thoughts on STLV 2020 at this point. Yes. It's it's a uh, mid-March or just past mid-March. Obviously, STLV is August 5 through 9 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, give me your thoughts. Uh, one, do you think it's going to happen? Two, do you think there will be any huge changes? Sarah, we'll start with you. Um, I want to be positive and say I think it's still going to happen. Um, I'd like to think that if everyone does their best right now to stay home and self-isolate, we'll be able to tackle this so that maybe by June or July, we'll start seeing things kind of coming back to normal. I'm sure that Las Vegas would be more than happy to have us. They are closed right now and probably hurting and they would love for us to come and spend our yeah. money. So that's what I'm hoping for. Um, I, I hope they don't make any crazy decisions too soon and, and cancel it without giving it a little bit more time, but that's just me. So. Barry, what do you think? Uh, I, I, we haven't talked about whether or not you might make an appearance at STLV, but um, what do you think this means for the convention overall? Um, well, I mean, I th I'd like to think about the first time I went, there was an issue with Legionnaire's disease in the water pipes back <laughs> right. uh, in, in the Rio right. back in the day. And uh, they were really quick to get that sorted out. And I think there is that kind of motivation, especially with those uh, with those places that they're going to want to get people as soon as humanly possible. So, I mean, I think that there might be a bit of a pared down STLV this year, but I don't think there would be nothing. And I'll be honest, I've said this many times before, as much as I do love the uh, the place we go and the people we see there. I mean, it could be in my not North Dakota for all I care. Um, 
st st m n d i guess would be that but uh, <laughs> i think i think it is it's a gathering place it's uh it's a place that we all like to be and we all like to to kind of get together and be a family in in this whole trek franchise world thing and if it doesn't happen it would be extremely disappointing i would just mm-hmm. put it that way Dan, what about you? We, we haven't really talked a whole lot about it. I've said that I need to believe it's still happening mm-hmm. simply for my own mental state. Yes. Um, what, what do you think? Well, uh, I have to say that, um, especially today, I was thinking about it a lot, um, and I'm very concerned about it. Um, with things that have been happening lately, with the new reports that the CDC has come out with and, and their estimates and the time frame that they're looking at this whole thing going on i'm i have to say unfortunately i'm very concerned that things are going to start getting canceled in there i think they're going to start getting canceled even that far out fingers crossed i don't want it to be canceled i want it to happen i'm just concerned right now that it's not and if it does my other concern and this isn't a huge thing for me but for a lot of people that mike said it's his first and so forth i have a feeling that a lot of the guests that would normally be there because let's face it some of these shows are 50 30, 25 years old, the people that are involved in the shows are getting up there in age and they're the people that are really at risk right now. And I wonder if a lot of those cast members might cancel being there uh, if it does actually take place. So I guess we have to wait and see. Well, that's a great point. The Nichelle Nichols farewell celebration was originally scheduled for May 1 through 3 in Burbank, California. They announced uh, last week on the 13th that um, they were looking for new dates, that it's pretty much not going to to happen. Uh, It's supposed to move to July, best I know. In fact, uh, thank you. Uh, yes huh. <laughs> look at that yeah, there you go that's the coolest name i've ever seen i'm not even going to try to pronounce Kaylee? it you know how I... yeah Thank you. all right Kaylee, i would not um, have said that <laughs> and uh, uh one half of 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 the tribbles um from that's, uh yeah, yeah, that's right that's yes right. absolutely yep mm-hmm. um so i i've heard it's going to move to july also i don't know exactly what weekend i think they're probably going to shoot for the holiday weekend of july 4 but um, I, that makes sense because Nichelle herself is in one of the biggest at-risk groups there are. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I'm. I need to believe it's going to happen. I think it's still going to happen. I think that um, the curve will flatten. At least I have to hope the curve flattens. Let's mm. put it that way. A lot of things that have been happening over the next couple of weeks and even months. It seems like they're coming out with like, oh, we're going to move it to the end of July or the end of or August. So with maybe that and thought, it's like a good. Good well wishes for those months to be the months, but yeah. we'll see. STLV typically recharges my Star Trek fandom every year because normally I have to talk to that jerk right there. <laughs> Him. Um, so, yeah, that one. I'm just, I get to point okay. like it's Sarah, a Brady Sarah, bunch. you don't have to take part in that. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one I respect in this group, so. <laughs> wow wow look at where this went just yeah. why did you why did you come on this stream i mean the rest of us because were doing just fine i yeah. jumped on and saw that sarah was here i'm like i'm going in talking Woo! Yeah. there you go yeah Yay. debbie has a point uh saying that you know like social distancing will cause resurgences in the case i mean like i have a friend who actually lives in china and he lived in his house uh, in his flat for two whole months because that was the directive and i mean it was good like they had they had protocols they had food they were sent i mean they had wages deferred a lot of things or like pay- payments and bills deferred and stuff like that and he had actually a lot of faith he, he's like i love my neighborhood like the people who i live around were wonderful because they all took this extreme seriously and now we all can go outside two months later and i think it is that kind of idea where we need to attack this like we attacked the nazis in world war ii like everything to this we we have to put every every bit of energy and time and togetherness into this because if we don't yeah one small thing could cause this uh, virus to mutate and completely change it so i think sarah said it earlier if you want to go to stlv do the right thing. Self-isolate if you have to. If you need support, I mean, there are mutual aid societies that are forming in a lot of places for people who aren't getting the support that they deserve or need. But mm-hmm. um, the only way we make it through is together. And I mean, like when I think of STLV, that's that's the whole point of it. It's all togetherness. It's people being mm-hmm. together, being friends, being kind to one another. So we just have to live that uh, that that model. 
Right. Whether what? or not it happens, I paid for my flight. I will be at the Rio in a hazmat suit at the bar. Like, <laughs> I'll lose money if I don't go. So whatever. It uh, might be well, a very different experience. But. Well, we may meet you there. You don't know. Uh, why? It'll be like for... those lonely shots at the masquerade two weeks later when people are <laughs> yeah, still there and they're like taking pictures and they're, they're, like, it's like, oh, God. Sad Keanu. <laughs> and, yeah. Or that the meme uh, from the with the guy from Narcos playing Pablo Escobar just sort of walking around like. <laughs> <laughs> uh wyatt from tennessee asks has cbs halted filming for any of the shows Wyatt, actually all major studios have halted filming on just mm -hmm. about everything um whether it's disney fox uh nbc uh cbs in this case um if there was anything filming it's not filming right now and i don't think anything star trek had right. begun filming yet if, I, if that's right dan i think you're <laughs> correct um uh discovery season three just finished a couple of weeks ago and picard Season two hasn't started yet. So uh, I think mm -hmm. they're in the clear, at least for right now. Well, and yeah. section 31 hasn't started either. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, really, the only thing outstanding is the animated shows that they're being worked on uh, and anything else that could be in pre production that we don't know of. Yeah. So mm -hmm. right. um, those are probably all halted as well. And Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, Jonathan Frakes had posted a photo that work was done and he was headed home and he'd cast a picture of a really eerie looking airport and it was actually the Vancouver airport in my province. So he must've been doing some directing work in Vancouver and was headed uh, home. So I, I, speaking of directing, um, before I came up here, my wife and I are doing another rewatch of the show Grimm, which I highly recommend to anybody who's not watched it. It's a fantastic show. Miss um, Culpepper directed the episode we watched tonight of Picard fame. Uh, that's interesting because yeah. I was watching an episode of SWAT the other night that was also directed by Hanley Culpepper. That's awesome. Um, she's everywhere. And she I, I think that's awesome. And she's awesome. She does a great job with all of the directorial things yeah. she's done. Yeah. Uh, she's amazing. Meeting her at the Picard premiere was really just, uh, yeah. it was a wonderful experience. She could not have been more on board with Star Trek. There's we're you can see on the crawl across the bottom, Sarah's very excited to see Rewind. In, in marquee. In, in marquee mode. Um, I Sarah, fortnightly. I, 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 I like using the word fortnightly. Every fortnight, we will drink wine and talk about Star Trek. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> wow. Barry, Barry, you need to record an intro bumper with that. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, you should we'll listen to it. my outro bumper on the Amrit Kaur uh, interview that, that we have. There's a little en ending bit that I do. The Trek Geeks is brought to you by. So, yeah, I can I can start giving you guys some, some different impressions. My next one will be uh, George Takei. Well, uh, well, we're going to talk about the, the Amrit Kaur episode in a second. But Sarah, since you have been uh, pretty much pointing to the Rewind crawl like Vanna White, um, a brand new episode of Rewind dropped today. It did. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Whew, that was a fun one. We, uh, we were covering that wonderful See It episode from TNG, The Big Goodbye. Not a little uh. goodbye, The Big Goodbye. Uh, it was good. It was fun. I really enjoyed rewatching it. So we broke that down. I, uh, I filled Haley in on the number two issue of the Picard comic series that came out. Cause she won't read it. I know her well <laughs> enough to know she won't read it. So, um, just like those short tracks, she'll never watch them. Oh, and, oh, oh she's worst, missing right? out. I she's know. watching missing short out. tracks. I know. She's like, Haley, I don't have time. I'm like, they're four on. minutes. They're, I do not I've, have time. I've got time for a short track. The right? longest one is what? 11, 12 minutes? 12 yeah. minutes, yeah. She you found time to watch Big Goodbye. She has time Seriously. to sit and record Rewind. Preheat right? the oven and show on, throw on a short <laughs> trek. And then when the food's ready, you'll have like you'll have like three episodes in. Come I, on. Yeah, I know. I know. It's it's a whole thing. So we're just going to stick with it now for years. She'll just never watch them. Hashtag um, yeah. preheat the oven. That's great. Man. Hashtag That's preheat really the oven. Proud. Yeah. That's really yeah so That's what we were doing. And we had some laughs. We were talking about uh, fan fiction. Got, little, got some good uh, looked up some good titles for some adult fan fiction that's out there so we might have to read some now and maybe do a book report Can we'll you, see. Uh, send me the links please you got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, i will and of course <laughs> uh, do, do remember that rewind is uh, rated e for explicit in gaming technology yes it is um, <clears throat> it is it's, it's uh, not family friendly it's for adults dan of which that's why you've, you don't listen listen yeah. and can we talk page. about how i have my name there barry is his name there sarah has her name there and you have danimal uh, that's right <laughs> i didn't think that was going to be shown to everybody i did that just to be funny but now the whole world's laughing at me danimal <laughs> my name danimal i can't change it <laughs> no you so, you actually can't that's what people uh, called me in high school 
Is it really? Yeah, that was my nickname in high school. Yeah. Uh, Chris Condon brings up a great point. Whenever I hear Barry talk, I want to rewatch Letter Kenny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that I don't make the same choices that the main characters do. But uh, yes, I do sound like a Canadian. That is a true fact. And it's it's Pylon Perry night. Yeah, well, hey, I'm up top on I'm I'm in the Delta Quadrant. You can't pile up on me. Um, Barry is even more pale right now. According, I to know very, the sun like, is shining on the stucco of the house next to me, and it's like hitting me in the face. So if I hold up this Manila envelope uh, like that, then no, there you then, go, right no, there. Just keep your arm like that the whole rest right. of the time. Yeah, I'm just gonna hold my arm like you this. look. You look like the nerdiest Canadian skater ever. Um, <laughs> that's because my hair i just like had a shower so. and it's now good now i can't yeah, hear what saying we're talking about him right now and i can't even hear it. dan right now and dan uh, casey brings up yet another good point as he is often want to do stop yeah. faking you can't read he's not wrong i'm not i can't spell um i can't talk i can read but putting all three together is a complete impossibility in this little area so the over under is zero, John. The over under <laughs> is zero. I have a new router and it's better. And I've hooked it up and it's good. And if it okay. goes out, I will buy John a hot but, pie from but Hot Barry, Pie. Barry, you can have a the best router in the world if you have sucky internet in Canada. Then it's not going to make any difference. I know, I know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping <laughs> that the router will make it better. But uh, who knows? Okay. So Barry, you are the host of two uh, shows on the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. You're the co-host of Politrex. Which I think you've still heard of. Uh, you have a new episode of Politrex this yeah. week, yeah, with uh, with Amrit Kaur from uh, Short Treks. Yes, Ask not. not. Yeah, yeah. She plays uh, Cadet Situ and uh, goes through sort of a bizarre Kobayashi Maru test with uh, Captain Pike. That uh, I do have to say was some of the best tension in a short trek that I encountered for a long time because mm-hmm. she almost shot that man in the back. And when yeah. we talked to her about it, we're like, what were your intentions? And she's like, I was holding a weapon and my intentions were if he kept walking, I'd shoot him in the back. And I'm like, wow. So yeah, we, we kind of like deep dive the whole, like how one gets themselves into that, that state of mind and in her background. Um, I do have to say there's only 10-ish minutes of Cadet Situ, and Cadet Situ seems really interesting, but Amri Carr is way super interesting. You need to check out um, the interview because it is so much fun. So yeah, listen to that, and then listen to Trek Rewind or flip it around, whatever you want. Preheat the oven, watch a short Treks, then throw a <laughs> podcast on, and then, I don't know, um, I, watch it, listen to a Trek Geeks maybe if you want. Uh, uh, no, those guys suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, uh, Wyatt Stockdale uh, brings up a really great point. Since there is now Netflix Watch Party, can we all sit and watch Threshold together? Um, that sounds like that may have to happen. Dan, the, I most, like that. the most recent Trek Geeks episode having dropped yesterday was all yeah. about embracing the suck. Yes. And we talked about probably what is considered one of the worst Voyager episodes of all time. And it really isn't. It, it really isn't. We, we, if you haven't listened to, to this week's episode of Trekkies, we really enjoyed this um, when we watched it with with uh, a, an open mind and um, our our appreciation for Voyager. There are some quirky parts to it, but it's just it's a fun episode. The science is 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 believable, even though it's science fiction. And uh, you know, if you can just get get past the fact that Paris and Janeway had shenanigans and had little lizard creature babies, um, then I think you'll be all right. Uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, although uh, Mr. Krikorian, the, the lovely and talented Mr. Krikorian thinks you seem more like an underoos type guy, by the way. I just thought I think he's more of a onesie guy. The animal would be like a onesie with a little cottontail on the back. Maybe oh. I'll have to be on an episode of Rewind and really speak about it a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We can also uh, we can Gee, review your, your new uh, fan fiction that you wrote about those lizard babies. Uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You wrote one, right? I think you did. As far as you know. The yeah. animals, your, uh, your pen name. <laughs> <laughs> so so let me ask you all uh, another question as, as we sort of go forward. As we mentioned, these are kind of unprecedented times. I mean, the last time there was anything like this across the world was about 102 years ago in the, in the great influence of 1918. But these days, I mean, we have more information at our hands. We have more technology at our hands. We have more distractions in our hands. So what are you guys doing or watching or reading to kind of distract yourself during these times so that you don't really kind of get too overwhelmed by all of the information that actually is at our fingertips? 
Barry, how about you? Well, I've been actually pretty, I've actually been working really hard um, with, with the way things are changing with our schools and stuff like that. Every night I've been pretty much doing work, getting things so that they're transitionable online, uh, getting packages ready for students who don't necessarily have Wi-Fi. There's a lot of stuff that, uh, that I've been doing. Um, but when I do get some downtime, I've been beast moding uh, seasons of DS9, just kind of, I don't know, it's sort of been a buffet style. Usually I go to my go-tos and my happy place uh, episodes. Um, and then obviously I've been spending a lot of time uh, kind of deep diving the thoughts and the things about uh, Star Trek Picard. So yeah, I mean, if I'm not doing schoolwork, I'm typically doing something podcasty or just hobbyish, you know, like just kind of kind of getting by as best as I can, walking my dogs and uh, cooking food. Those are the things that I've been doing and trying to uh, trying to to get a sense of of sort of, yeah, like I said, kind of what this is all going to look like afterwards. So that's me. And it's kind of boring. So let's hear from someone else now. Oh, no, I don't think that's boring at all. At all. I, think that's, <laughs> I think that's pretty fantastic yeah. um, because it's it's things that I know you have a passion for all around. And I think that's really what's key. Sarah, aside from uh, drinking wine and talking to Haley um, <laughs> what uh, and drinking crappy American beer. Right. We got to talk about this. Let's unpack this for a second. Um, America does not make crappy beer always. Molson Ultra. Okay, I get it. At least it's Molson. Yeah. Um, no, Molson's disgusting. I'll yeah. always have your back with Corona, Darnold. Don't you worry. Yeah, it's 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 better than uh, Michelob Ultra, which she was drinking in the States. What? Yes. You, well, I'm doing this health thing, and it's like, you know. Weren't you in I Chicago? I can have a few of those. So I was in Detroit. <laughs> Either way, I mean, how I'm sorry. far how yeah <laughs> I loved how, it. Far, how far away like i mean i when i went uh, i drove with a buddy from uh, ohio uh through chicago wisconsin north dakota and then up through estevan saskatchewan uh we were, went went in a uh 1972 ford maverick with a straight six and uh, yeah beer probation indeed um but we stopped at, La, at the line of kugel brewery in uh, oh. and uh it was off the hook the 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 big bock double bock from the line of kugel brewery was the greatest thing uh since sliced bread they also had really good shandy there and my friend and i ended up having to stay at a la quinta in uh, eau because we were no longer able we were overserved, as uh, bill smith would say yes yes you were overserved. we were I'm very overserved. i'm not a huge beer drinker so i'd have to say my favorite bock is damon bock so, <laughs> uh, actually, mine is Shiner Bach, and I just bought a twelve pack oh, today at Shiner the grocery Bach. store, um, which is my favorite. But um, Sarah, how are you keeping yourself busy and, and distracting yourself? Yeah, um, when you don't want to really be inundated by information. Well, I I haven't had to face it too much yet because I've been working, and I'm still going to be working Monday to Friday. So this weekend, um, I actually have tomorrow off. It'll be my first weekend where I have to get creative with finding things to do. So my plan is to, if it's nice out, do some gardening because I haven't touched the yard yet and spring is coming. So I want to clean it up. And then um, I just finished watching a really good show on Amazon uh, called Hunters with Al Pacino. Uh, uh, if you haven't seen yeah. it, I recommend it. It's really good. So because that ended, we just started the first episode of a show on HBO called Succession. Oh, um, it was a really interesting first episode. I think I'll give it a few more to see if I like it. Um, I have a Kobo full of books that I haven't read any of them, including the Picard novel that recently came out. So oh. <laughs> <sighs> once I get started on books, I'm usually pretty good. It's just that like, I can't sit still. I'm a very um, uh, unable to sit still kind of person. So reading is kind of almost like torture. So I'm going to force that one to happen. But other than that, just keep on keeping on and stay home and take the dog out for walks and stuff like that. And craft. Uh, that's all, that's all good. Oh, yes. You're very crafty. I'm working on a, a Trek Geeks uh, logo um, uh, embroidery right now. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, you sounded like that. Yeah. Velociraptor. <laughs> That's it. It's like a, a ring wraith just came out. <laughs> Velociraptor. Wait. Very nice. I like that. Um, oh. I, I totally lost my train of thought because I had a great. Oh, the Una McCormick book, uh, Picard, The Last Best Hope. Mm. It has become one of my favorite Star Trek books in short order. Um, it alone could have been its own series. Oh, uh, awesome. It, it is fantastic. I, I've loved every every bit of it. I listen to the audio book because I spend a lot of time in the car. Um, so um, Nice. Uh, yeah. Dan, what about you? Not that anyone cares, but what, how have you been trying to distract <laughs> oh. yourself other than yeah. um, trying to avoid me? Doing a lot of meth. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. 
No, um, I uh, actually I'm working from home every day as as you are, Bill, working with the same company. So I'm doing my regular work. But um, what I've been doing is uh, I've been recently doing a rewatch of all the Marvel Universe movies, which I'm having a blast with. I absolutely love them. I collected comic books for a long time when I was a kid and I did not collect uh, DC. I collected Marvel. So I'm loving the Marvel Universe. Uh, like I said, my wife and I are watching um, Grimm again. We're also watching The Crown right now. And uh, I, as people may or may not know, and I think Sarah, you'll appreciate this. I'm a big cross-stitcher, so I'm getting some cross-stitching done. I've been working on a few different ones. And um, Bill, you might remember I uh, I did a special Trek Geeks one for you a couple of years ago. You did. I, I have it right here, actually. Yeah. yeah. And um, it, that's the thing that relaxes me. I've been doing that mm-hmm. ever since I had my issue back in 2000. That is what keeps me grounded and, and sane. So I, I just love doing that. It makes the time go by. I'll put in uh, uh, episodes and I'll just throw Netflix on with deep space nine and just let that play. And I don't have to look at the TV. I just listen to it and do my yeah. thing. So that's what I'm doing. Nice. It's interesting. Yeah. Casey says, uh, damn, Dan is getting a ton of crap today. Dan is awesome. Um, Dan hasn't gotten a 10th of the crap that he normally gets off mic. When we record Trek geeks, I'm just going to throw that out there. I've been in a car with, with Casey and Dan and you guys, and he gets in on that too. He's, he's, he's being nice. He's, he's going to lead you in here, Dan. Careful. He's like a, he's like a shiny cuttlefish coming for you and you're just going to get it. Well, Casey was, Casey was giving Barry tons of crap earlier. And now he's like, Oh, poor Dan. Yeah. Oh, poor Dan. I am. Um, I I like to watch train wreck television. Can I just say that out loud? I talked about this on the the Zoom meeting we had with with people on Patreon uh, earlier in the week. But my wife has been watching a Netflix show called Love Is Blind, and it is putrid. Um, it is probably one of the worst reality series like I've a, ever a seen. Reality show. Oh, it was it was so putrid. It was awesome. That's um, what I go to Twitter for. That that's it. So yeah. they take a group of men and a group of women, and the men have met the men, and the women have met the women, oh. but they haven't seen each other, and they put them in these pods. You know, uh, one man, one woman per pod that sort of faces each other, but they can't see each other because there's a wall in the way, and they're forced to get to know each other and have conversations and talk, and ultimately these people fall in love and get engaged, and it is the biggest crap show. Um, on the planet, some of these people are out of their minds and that's kind of really the only entertainment value in this for me. I have a book for you. Yeah. Just watch that. Just read that next time and you'll get the same feeling as that show. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Uh, Jane Goodall is far more intelligent than, than I am. I don't think that, that I would, uh, I, I would grab onto it because i i like i'm an idiot let's be honest what i'm saying though is 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 watching those people stacy watched that too and i was sorting socks one day and i was watching them leave each other at the altar and i was like what is happening <laughs> anyway i cut you off bill sorry no it's okay before you, uh, start, bill, bill, uh, before you start barry i got three words for you buddy yeah. budgetblinds.com check it out i know anyway, that's four bill. words <laughs> hey, you oh yeah should just be happy big... i made it here <laughs> yeah. Uh, and by the way, since uh, this comment is on the screen, I feel the need to say, Akuchi Boy. <laughs> um, we traveled far from the lands of our fathers. Um, oh, Chris Condon. We thought it was great, but then we watched The Bachelor. So, oh. I, Dan, you've met my wife. She is uh, she's very outgoing. She's bit. very hilarious. A little bit. She's very. Uh, she's the kind of person who will tell you what she thinks. So she has no, a special. She's always she yeah. always keeps it quiet. No, just she has me. she has a special name for the the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, the the series on on ABC here in the states, and she refers to it as whore in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So Never uh, any of those. Um, I enjoy trash TV too. Um, if I'm working at home, I, I have been known to put on the Maury Povich show just to hear the paternity results because it is that bad. It is that bad. I've turned to the, I've turned, I can't do the TV thing, but I do do the Twitter thing. I look to see who everyone's hating on and then I like to read all about it. So it's kind of like a, I don't know. I don't have to see it so much. It's just kind of read about it. Like today, everyone going like crazy on um, the woman who played Wonder Woman and their stupid singing imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tone deaf it was, which it kind of was, in my opinion. And so I'm just loving the comments. Watch it. <laughs> and and thanks to Marina for giving me sound effects, uh, the faint sound of flute for my Akuchi Moya. We've traveled uh, far from the lands of our fathers. 
by the way, I don't know if you knew this. Speaking of Twitter, I just saw this on Twitter this evening before we came up. We were just talking about it a couple of weeks ago when we did um, uh, the Voyager episode, um, not Wink of an Eye, because I'm thinking of, of TOS, but uh, Blink of an Eye. Uh, Daniel Day Kim just got tested positive for the virus. Oh, wow. Oh. Mm. Got from Lost in Hawaii. Yeah. Thank you. I love this woman. Thank you, Sarah. No, the guy from Hawaii Five O. Lost Hawaii Five O. Come on, Lost sucks, and so do you, Dan. Um, It it really does. I'm sorry, I couldn't take that show anyway. (laughs) Uh, John, that is more true than you know. Uh, (laughs) I think the world is grateful for that. Uh, Christina, she's finding out way too much about everyone. Yep, this is what this is. Yeah, me too. This is what being a patron of the network gets you, Christina. You just congratulations. Just just hope that the camera doesn't drop because then you see my life. And uh, yeah, this is a very this is a very manicured shot. Everything else is just (laughs) chaos. But okay, (laughs) (laughs) that's uh, speaking of more data than we wanted to know. Uh, Thank you, thank you very much. Um, I I was going somewhere and then I just got distracted by Barry's manicured shot. So um, (laughs) it's basically a bunch of fan sets, pins and batteries, really. So if if the camera falls, that's what you see. What are you you trying to do with those fan sets, pins? They need batteries. Well, no, I've got one of those wireless track pads and then I'm always showing a fan set pins for Star Trek Picard. So I'm all like, whoa. And then they're there. We can't see anything because of the glare. So it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. It's okay. It's okay. I've got some tape. Uh, Dan, I don't think you can talk about giving people crap about glare. Look at that. (laughs) Um, I'm just saying. Um, uh, Yeah. So you mentioned Picard a little bit ago. Obviously, we've all been watching Star Trek Picard. And I want to stress there are no spoilers in tonight's broadcast. We are not going to talk about any details whatsoever so if you haven't seen episode nine which debuted today in the states and canada or in the rest of the world tomorrow rest assured you don't need to bail out of this we're not going to talk about anything i am going to ask you some high level questions though and and barry as the host of trek geeks picard live we'll start with you what Um, do i know about picard uh well nothing as i found from watching your show but um (laughs) i usually i usually just talk about why he's not in uniform uh i i still don't understand i don't know what the writers were going for so what have you learned about jean-luc picard and watching this show that you may not have learned before and again we're staying spoiler free I think the biggest thing that I've learned is it's about the formula. Uh, Jean-Luc Picard is the sum of his parts. And you see that in the opening credits. He's literally getting put together piece by piece. There's this whole fragment idea that's existed through this entire show. And it shows that you are not anything without the people you surround yourself with. And if you think about earlier in the show, the other uh, the other people who were, um, what? I'm screwed uh, then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the other other people, you know, other people who have come up in the show and everything, Picard getting yelled at a lot, uh, him him just sort of understanding that uh, that he can't just make it work the way he used to. He has to find new angles. He needs to trust people. He needs to not try to. He has to try to be himself. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned is like, if you are someone great and you are lightning in a bottle, sometimes your second shot at it isn't going to be as good. And I think Picard's got a lot, a lot of egg on his face, right? He, he, he hid for years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just egg on his cardboard <laughs> face. I, it is, it is a little bit strange when I look down at Sarah's picture and I just see Picard like in that, like kind of like that meme there. He's like pathetic. Uh, <laughs> but that's what I've learned. Sarah and I discussed you know, pre-show that he's he's probably not wearing pants either. No. So um, we'll just throw that out there. Sarah, what about you? What have you learned from from watching Star Trek Picard? Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying to ignore Dan. Believe me. Um, what have you learned about uh, Captain Picard? Who's that? Um, he's a French guy. I've never heard of him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What do I what do I think? What have I learned? Yeah, what have you learned about Picard from this new series? Um, I I definitely find him to be the best way I can describe it is that he's in this show, he's just a man who's just trying to know who he is and live his life, right? He's um he he played such a strong 
emotionalist role in TNG for so long. And then to see him now admitting to that and, and you see the emotion on his face a lot more. He's realized that he's not even living. He's just waiting to die. Like I just find it to be such an interesting more depth of a character that I never expected to see in Picard. So I actually really like it. He's very more relatable in my opinion. Dan, what about you, buddy? I was amazed at how he has spent 20 years of his life mourning data the way that he has. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It really was shocking to me that the guy who has saved the galaxy so many times over the course of his career basically shut down over the death of data. And then of course, what happened with Romulus and it was amazing to see him come out of that also in the show um, and finally decide that he's not just going to wait to die. But I also see him as extremely fragile from what we're used to. He's had his strong moments, but I'll tell you, my dad is 80 years old, and I say this in the most positive way. Watching Picard, he has so many mannerisms and inflections that remind me exactly of my 80-year-old father, and it's a little scary. Really? Um, yeah, it really is. It's so many times I'll say, we usually wait to watch Picard on Friday so we can watch it with, uh, soon I can watch it with my uh, sister and brother-in-law, and so many times I'm like, oh my God, that's dad. Oh my God, dad's, dad's just like that. He looks just like that. And, and it's, 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 I don't want to say it's sad because it's not, I mean, Patrick, Sir Patrick Stewart is, has been doing so great and he does absolutely fantastic in the show, but he's getting a little older up there. He's getting a little uh, long in the tooth, I guess I could say, and it shows, but I think it works for how the character is in this series. So, so yeah, but the, the whole thing with data mourning his death is really something that's, that's hit me as well. Yeah, I can, I think that's really the thing that surprised me the most about this is that, um, Picard is learning that that he's not only fallible, not that he thought he was perfect before, but um, that he's disappointed people and that, you know, he's made mistakes. And that's something that TNG didn't really show us in that set, in that level of detail. I think that's the most fascinating part of the character that I've learned is that and he's learning to have to come to grips with that because he can't just move on to the next thing. As Sarah said, he went he went home to die. Essentially, he wasn't living. He was waiting for time to end. And, and I think that he slowly had to come to terms with all that. So um, I, I have to agree with you all. I think we've gotten a great amount of detail and, and some really great facets to this character. So um, Sarah, I think we're about to lose you to um, Canadian beer makers who want you to drink better beer, possibly. Um, it has been a joy to have you here. Yeah, um, it's been fun. Thank you. For anyone who hasn't checked out Rewind, or sorry, Rewind, Please do that. You can find it at trekgeeks.com or in every single podcast player. Um, Sarah, you are, you're fantastic. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And just to let you know, I uh, texted Haley and told her that we were throwing shade at her for not watching the short treks and suggested the oven thing. And she just said, it's not that easy, but it is though. So, <laughs> so anyway, nice talking to you guys. Everyone stay yeah. safe, stay healthy, stay positive, And uh, we'll see you in STLV for sure. You got uh, it. Like Thanks, Tara. Optimism. So, all right, now that she's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think I've definitely learned those things about Picard. Um, it's, I find him to be an even more textured and layered character, and I wasn't sure that was possible before. So, I, um, I, I think, I, I think I, I'm looking forward even more to season two uh, for, as a result of this this first season. So, um, that, that's kind of how I'm feeling about that. Um, is there any topics either of the two you want to bring up? Because I've kind of filibustered sort of the show about nothing tonight. It is good about nothing, though, and it's doing a fine job. And I want to actually kind of build on what you said about heroes. I think in a lot of cases, the more I've learned... Oh, Casey Shafsky, <laughs> Sausage Party. We're not... Well, I guess technically that is what this is now. So. We're still here. Wow. I <laughs> barely... Barry, your internet did skip a little bit there for uh, for Canadian internet. You you artifact a little bit and you froze oh, the tiniest boy. bit. So yeah, here it comes. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's on now. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I was going to say though is, um, yeah, actually, Chris, you've you've done it. Picard is rediscovering his old self. Kirk was right. He went through all. He went all wrong when he became an admiral. Yep. And yeah, there's a definite generations feel. I feel a little bit to this that maybe Picard put himself in a not real nexus in some cases and sort of just put himself in this ideal environment. Got a couple of Tal Shiar to protect him just in case, and and there he stayed. And and actually, I'm thinking about the 
the original, the first episode of Politrex, the Shashank and I did, we talked about heroes and how heroes often fail and how some of our heroes really didn't fail in the way that we would think they would um, in in previous iterations of Star Trek, right? They they had to cut things for time. They had to make sure everything was reset after the 42-minute episode, yada, yada, right? So in that respect, I think we have more time to explore Picard's facets and pieces and stuff like that. And and I really think that this is maybe a bit more of a realistic way of, of, of acknowledging Picard's triumphs and failures and being able to sort of lay them out carefully for us to go over. I mean, remember at the, I think it was the first episode, he goes to the library where all his stuff is in that little thing and it, it's all protected nicely. And I always thought that was yeah. kind of neat that they would uh, do that. Uh, there's another thing that, um, that John said just earlier as well, where he talked about um, Picard using Raffi when she was literally on a bender. And I think that does need to get brought up. I think she needs, I think if anyone deserves to give Picard a SWAT, it's Raffi. I think she is representing an element of him. I think um, Rios is an element of Picard. I think obviously with the connection to data, um, Soji is an element of Picard. There's all these elements of him in this broken crew. And he even mentions it to Riker. They're a lot more unruly and less, less, you know, this and that, like what, what you guys once were. And I think that's both a shot at nineties television and also a way of looking at things from a different angle. So I really do have to say that when I first saw Picard, I'm like, yay, this is sounds like a really interesting show and all that sort of stuff. And now I'm like, holy crap. Sorry. No, I'm, I'm, no actually, I'm looking comatose because I'm I'm churning inside and I kind of shut down <laughs> when I'm churning because what Barry said made me think of something that I think is really important to bring out along with the bender aspect of it and Picard kind of taking advantage of that. I got to say it was kind of a kind of a uh, is a dick Jerk. move okay to say here on the show, but that's what I'm going to pull it. He didn't talk to her for like 12 years after the issue with Mars and he quit he just kind of forgot about her. And mm -hmm. to then all of a sudden show up, oh, I need your help. I'm sorry. I, I thought that was horrible. And that kind of goes in tail with, with what happened on the ship when she was having a real hard time. And he just kind of prodded her on to do what he needed to be done. There were some There are some aspects of Picard now that he's not a Starfleet captain that people can probably find a little uh, revolting. And I think those are two examples. It's good, though. I think you should. I think, yeah. I think, oh, I, I think agree. the hero, yeah. I mean, if you really, if you have a person that you admire, who's famous or something like that, they're human and they're going to have dirt and, and finding that. And that's, I guess, maybe almost maybe like a look at that kind of cancel culture that we have these days is the essentialist nature of it. You know, okay. Picard is not being very friendly to his friend, Raffi. Does that make him a bad person? Who's completely unredeemable? I don't think that's the case. I think this is something he's going to have to openly acknowledge and yeah. speak to. Right. I agree. Wow, that's uh, I'm amazed that one Dan was able to put together that cogent of a thought, and two that Barry was able to to run with it and speak make it even more intelligent. I um, cogent I, is a toothpaste, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, Calgon. that's it. No, that's, that's not it. That's Calgon. Calgon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, brush your teeth with Calgon, Dan. <laughs> okay, you want to hear a funny story? Don't Come do that at home. Folks. On that? All right. Yeah, totally. Let's I, hear it. As everybody knows, this is a story that's been in my family for years because it's so funny. Everybody knows I love maple, maple anything. Right. Bill's going to be thrown up here in a minute. Well, when I Same. lived in Maine, we would go to a place that was an apple orchard and they always had special uh, maple stuff um, for sale. So we went there with the kids once and they had maple syrup and they had maple candies and they had this little little tin of what was like what I thought was maple cream. And it said, help yourself to a sample. So I take a little I take a little. It was maple hand cream. <laughs> so yeah so i ate maple hand cream so there you go anyway back I, to uh real important topics <laughs> i i've i've known you for almost 25 years how have i only found out now that you once ate maple hand cream <laughs> it's not something that i share very openly outside of the <laughs> davidson sphere of influence and yet, it should be your autobiography <laughs> i once ate maple hand cream the dan davidson story <laughs> And here you've shared it on YouTube Live and Facebook Live. It was time. It was time. It was time. All the therapy I've had on it, it was time to share it. I, I, I have I have no words. Um, 
It's interesting. Lauren says, I thought he said napalm first before he said maple. Um, that would have, that, that would have added a dimension to this that I wasn't prepared in the for. afternoon. Um, Chris Gone, I think Picard started to believe his own legend, which is why he thought Starfleet would respond to his threat to resign. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. He Absolutely. thought he was the bee's knees. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Kikorian just said Pepsodent. Now you're saying bee's knees. I feel like we should start recycling metal for the war effort, gentlemen. <laughs> People said they wanted to be like the twenties, you know. <laughs> uh, we're getting here, the flu too. Uh, here we are. Here yeah, we are. Exactly. Yeah. Um, at least Dan was moisturized on the inside. <laughs> but oh, boom! But that's something oh. you can't unhear or yeah. unhear. Yeah. or unsee. Or unsee. Yeah. yeah exactly. um, now here's the real question: How old were you when you did this, Dan? Um, it was probably less than Last 10 week. years ago. <laughs> It was, it was, it was. So, so you're in your 40s. Ah, oh, yeah. I'm, hell, old? if I saw a thing of maple right now, I'd probably try to taste it before <laughs> Dan's just out what like, it was. Dan just reaches down. <laughs> there could be some maple flavored motor oil, and I'd probably try it. So, I'm just saying. Wow. Yeah. You'd need to come to any tourist town where I'm from because that's all they sell you is these little novelty vials of maple. But no maple trees grow where I'm where I'm from. So that's people are always like, oh, do you like maple? And I'm like, it's it's, it's as expensive here as it would be in, say, like <laughs> at Wyoming. So not as good as that Vermont maple, right, Bill? I don't get me started. Um, actually, we have lots of maple around here. It's just that no. there aren't any big festivals happening right now with uh, with the pandemic right. out in a oot in a boot, as they would say in Canada. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll let Thank that you. one slide. <laughs> now, as I say in my own defense, oftentimes I was a Canadian anchor baby um, and I, I did have dual citizenship until 1976. So I, I at least have a little bit of entitlement here. Then um, Canada was like, uh, so I, you know, Maybe we don't want you around here, buddy. Uh, you gotta head home. Go go eh? back to no, go back to the Granite State, eh, buddy? Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's that's my bad Canadian accent. I don't know, uh, Chris Chris Condon. Is that okay, or is or is this the more? Uh, I didn't notice I don't any know. difference in your regular. Oh my god, <laughs> Dan! I think you're having a stroke. Um, <laughs> do, do you smell burnt toast? <laughs> Maple. Maple, <laughs> maple. Uh, I, cover them with maple cream. No, in this case, no, we I need coconut it. cream. Because <laughs> Dan has also watched a lot of Gilligan's Island. Let's just put it that yeah, way. Um, all right. So here's here's an interesting question for the two of you. If um, if you weren't going to binge Star Trek during this whole socially distanciation isnesh, um, what what show would you binge to sort of just get some mindless entertainment? I'm not. I don't know. And I open that question up to everybody on uh, on YouTube and Facebook too. What uh, what show would you binge if it wasn't Star Trek? Um, You're gonna yell at me when I give you my answer anyway. It's gonna be Lost. I know. I haven't watched watched Lost in a couple years, and it's not streaming anymore. So I'd have to pull it out of my DVD collection. But I I would love to watch it again. See, I'm gonna bake some salmon with some maple syrup on it, and while the oven preheats, I'm gonna watch a couple short treks. Um, That that I don't know. In the biz, that's what we call a callback. That is a callback, and I did wow. it. I, that was on purpose. So, yeah, that was yes, really guitar, great. But that's like before I, I jump out, you're like, guitar solo, and then I start playing the guitar. No, um, I don't actually watch a lot of other television, and that makes me a weird human being. Um, my partner watches a lot of TV and things like normal human beings. Um, she's not like a, like a crazy binger or anything like that, but... Uh, I don't really do that. I, I mean, I'll probably listen to other podcasts and stuff. I've, I'm really looking forward to actually the Trek Profiles uh, anniversary fiesta that's happening. Um, I listen to you guys when I'm like way out of luck and just have nothing left to go for. I hear you. Um, but yeah, I mean, like typically, I don't know, like I'm reading books, I'm, I'm doing a bunch of stuff, but maybe I could get some recommendations from people like uh, anyone in the in the comments, like if you're if you if I had to watch something, if you're like, come on, Barry, you got to get something going. Give me some ideas. Some people have said the expanse. Um, yeah. Who knows? I'm, we've had Avenue five. We've had the office. I'm always in a perpetual rewatch of the office mm-hmm. uh, after Star Trek. It is probably my favorite show. Um, John has uh, the prisoner DVD box set. That's, that's another amazing series. Speaking of, uh, speaking of Mr. Krikorian, we had the pleasure of having dinner with him recently, Bill. And um, he talked about Babylon five and I am oh, going yeah. to try that. I, I've never seen a second of it. What? I am gonna yeah, I'm gonna give you it a gotta. Yeah, Babylon either. five yeah. is is like 
it's really yeah. good. Like yeah. graphics aside sometimes, cause you know, whatever, but it, it you forget it's, yeah. it's really good. Um, Barry said it's one of the, uh, I'm sorry, not Barry. John said it's one of the best written shows he's ever watched. And um, Hands down. Oh, I'm going to take him up on it and try it. The other one that is, is a little crazy, which you guys might laugh at, but uh, one of the first things that my wife and I ever watched together as a series uh, was Buffy and we might do oh, yeah. that. So yeah. I watched all of Buffy. That's delicious. It's a yeah. very good show. And I do have to say, I love Spike's arc in that. It's uh, it's yeah. a delight. Yep. I've uh, I've also been rewatching a show which I adore um, called uh, The Shield about oh, yeah. corrupt cops in Los Angeles. Um, I, I, I've seen The Shield at least five or six times through. Wow. Um, I bought it on DVD when it came out. Uh, sorry, Blu-ray when it came out this year, remastered. Um, and I was, I was very excited by it, but I, I was not a big Michael Chiklis fan. Um, but I, I resisted watching the shield <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> Hi. Uh, I resisted watching the, sh- uh, the shield for a long time because of Michael Chiklis. Cause I'm like, how could the commish be a corrupt cop? <laughs> um, and I had a friend say, just borrow my DVDs, watch the first episode. If you don't like it after the first episode, bring them back. I will never give you grief again. And I borrowed the DVDs that weekend. I blew through all 13 episodes because after the first one, I had to know what happened next. Um, because it, the the first episode matters throughout the entire series. Um, so it's, uh, it's a show that I love. And I'm already halfway through season one after last night. So hey, I need help from you guys for for something grim, of course, as, as my wife says, now that I know that my wife is watching and listening right now, maybe you guys can help me. I have tried a thousand times to get her to watch Breaking Bad or Sons of Anarchy and she won't watch it because they're too um, stressful. So can you please give give her some push her over the edge for me? I, I think your wife is a, a brilliant person and I would never try to change her mind. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Um, I mean, mad props to, to Breaking Bad, especially. It's good. <laughs> mad props to Breaking Bad. It is well written. It is very good. But I am stressed out right now and I wouldn't be able to watch that show. It is stressful. Um, I, will, I, will, I will give her that, yes. Uh, the Shield is is equally as stressful for me in yeah. that regard. Um, Debbie brings up Firefly, and this is normally where Dan and I would make a Firefly joke, but I'm not going to do it today because Debbie, uh, it's people, so great that you're the only person that ever watched that show. People oh. need to watch stuff. <laughs> I need to clap back. I'm going to clap back right now to anyone who's saying Picard is like Firefly. No, what? people are saying, oh, it's it's the Firefly vibe. No. I don't think so. I, I I let that float in my head. I talk to people, all that sort of stuff. Anyone who watches uh, Picard Live, if you want to at me at that time, we can have it out. It is not. I think that Firefly and Picard have some similarities, but I think Babylon 5 and Star Trek have some similarities. So, yeah, I think that's important. Um, Space Above and Beyond, there's another gooder. I like that. I'll take that any day. Also, just one quick thing about anyone who's having trouble with with Babylon 5. Two seasons. Just just power through those two seasons. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, Susan has laid it down. Yes, Uh, I know she won't ever. I admire your stick to itiveness, Sue. I I, I, I adore you. Know you. I, I really gotta say do. that I admire it. I did cave in and watched uh, Downton Abbey, and it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. So, yeah. uh, you watched what? Downton Abbey. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Been waiting for that for a long time. Uh, Mr. Concorian is also very, very wise. Um, not only does he love Babylon five, but he also knows that lost is not worth it. So, uh, thank you, John. Um, the Mandalorian is a fantastic show. The Mandalorian is actually the show that got my wife into star Wars. And after she watched Mandalorian, all eight episodes, she then went back and watched all of the movies so she could go see rise of Skywalker in theaters. She's on board. Uh, I, this star Trek fan has failed at his primary mission, which was to turn his wife into a star Trek fan. Um, she's a star Wars fan. Rise of Skywalker available on digital today. Wow, is Disney paying us for that plug? Because <laughs> yeah. we didn't even plug us. fan sets during this episode. So. I did. I did. I said fan sets, pins, and batteries. Right, because you're trying to make a giant electromagnet. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, yes, the wife drops the hammer. What she's, uh, yeah, she did. Hammer. I, I think that's his uh, intent of how we would say it in New England. Hammer. He dropped a hammer. He dropped a hammer. Hey, stop being a smarty pants. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I can't do that, actually. Smart pack. 
Dare you go, Dan? Go ahead. <laughs> Down Abbey's in danger. Lawrence, that was the best best line of the night, right there, buddy. Lawrence, you're banned. <laughs> um, I never got into Doctor Who. I, I feel kind of guilty about that because um, I just, I just, it never, never worked for me. So, um, with that, you know, if you have more comments, we're we'll probably do another one or two of these as this whole uh, pandemic response goes on. Um, I think this has been really fun. It's been a great way to, to, to get some feedback from people and to not feel as so distant as alone. Um, Barry and Dan, I, I hope you had a good time. Thank you both oh, for yeah. joining me. Absolutely. Um, this start off as a show about nothing and it became a, a really fun hour. So I thank both of you and I thank everybody online for, for being part of that. Um, you know, there's, there's scene in deep space nine. I think Trek tweeted this out earlier tonight uh, where Benjamin Cisco is saying to Jake, you know, I, I know it looks bad right now. And it's not always going to be that way. And it's really not. And I think we have to keep that in mind. Uh, any any final thoughts, Barry? Um, just, yeah, wash your hands. If you're feeling sick, um, be sure to contact the appropriate people who can help you. Um, up in uh, up in my land, it's 811, you call uh, for your provincial medical health person to talk to okay. and, and stuff like that. But wash your hands and don't be a hero. And, and you know, help each other out too. Like if you know that there's some people who might need a, a friendly hello or something like that, make sure you're, you're sending them some kind of internet. Hello, right. Text them, message them, that sort of thing. We, we may not necessarily be able to be in the same room together, but uh, I mean, two of my best friends are right in front of me right now. And I think we've spent 72 hours, three times together. So, yeah. but that's it. Like, you know, like we, we, we've only actually ever like occupied the same space a few yeah. times. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Bill. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's that kind of thing where, where we can make these connections and unlike the Spanish flu way, way back, or I guess H1N1 as they would have called it, um, his not non-historically, but anyways, um, yeah, it's, it's a good thing. I'm, I'm chewing on my words now. No, it's okay. Cause, uh, Jamie McGregor and John Gregorian have totally referred to us as legends and I'm like, legends. Oh, That's legends. Hey, I gotta Shut say, up, baby. Chris I know. Condon, uh, Chris Condon, uh, the rise of Skywalker was easily the best of the last three movies. So, uh, uh, you missed it in the theater. It was really great. Um, but definitely check it out on, on, uh, on video. Dan parting thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I've seen some people online, talking about how this isn't as bad as it seems and and they're just trying to scare us and government's going to control it don't listen to that garbage take this seriously um if you have people in your family that are susceptible to illness keep the social distancing uh wash your hands do all the things that you need to do to stop this from spreading so that it can get taken care of sooner so that we can do things like stlb and all get together and have fun and that this doesn't go on for months and months and months uh, we've seen a lot of things escalate over the past few days with the stock market and the number of cases and the number of deaths and it's going to get worse before it gets better like you just referenced um cisco saying bill but uh we'll get through it together we'll be here doing this to help people feel better and uh i look forward to the next time awesome gentlemen everybody collected on the internet thank you so much we love you all uh thanks for taking an hour out of your day to to spend it with a bunch of idiots who just talk about star trek and if you have any ideas uh, for future live streams, if you want us to talk about a particular topic, let us know. But until then, thank you all. Do your best out there. And uh, remember, as trite as it may seem, we're all in this together. Live long and prosper, everybody. Take care, all. LLAP. Music for Trek Geeks is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing one song for each episode of the original series. Download their music at fiveyearmission.net. Trek Geeks, a Star Trek podcast is a production of Coconut Media Works, executive producer Bill Smith. For even more Star Trek discussion, check out Discovering Trek, a Star Trek Discovery Companion, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and discoveringtrek.com.